Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply. The early trade for tyre power. Family safety is never up for trade. Ah, it's a very good morning to you. 13. 13. Day 13 of the trade period and the last day, of course, it all closes at 7.30 tonight. Trades will be embargoed until at least 3 p.m. this afternoon. So we'll push our way through and discuss the massive deals that still need to be done. The biggest of which is Josh Dunkley, the Western Bulldogs, threatening again to send him through to the preseason draft. Apparently the tick of approval has come from the board that if they can't be satisfied from Brisbane, he'll go through there. Rory Lobb, Henry Mitchell, O'Meara's the late one that has bobbed up. Radagalia, perhaps still in play. Aaron Francis, Sam Wiedemann and others. We'd love your thoughts. We'd love your calls on the final day of the trade period. It is the early trade. We're here for tyre power. Tie experts you should always trade with. one 48 is our number. And Matthew Lloyd, the goal-kicking champion from the Essendon Football Club, the Australian Football Hall of Famer, the five-time All-Australian, is with me. Lordo, good morning. Morning to you, Kano. Yeah, great to be with you on the last day. And a little bit of mail from me this morning, Kano. Is, yes. Yes, I've got some on the last day. Uh, is that uh, yeah, Jager O'Meara is this morning deciding which club he wants to play for. So it's come Ooh. up so late on Monday that this morning he's making a decision who he wants to play for. Is it the Fremantle Dockers or the GWS Giants? So, so gone. He's gone. Yep. Gone. Yeah, gone. It's both, then both clubs would like him and the Rory Lobb deal getting done first would help the Fremantle Dockers be able to get that done. Uh, and Tommy Mitchell, Pies are offering pick 41. Uh, sorry, yeah, that's right. Uh, Pies are yep. offering 41, but uh, they want more of the Hawks. So that's where that one sits at this point. All right. Big news. O'Meara is gone. Hawthorne fans, your thoughts on this? I'm fascinated by the strategy out of Hawthorne. In fact, they haven't. I, I can't remember if they've spoken this week. Certainly no one prominent from the Hawthorne Football Club has spoken. I'd love for them to explain their strategy of, of how deeply they are cutting. So Gunston gone. That was official yesterday. O'Meara is now out deciding between GWS and Fremantle. And we'll hear from Damien Barrett on the Giants side of things with O'Meara. They largely want Hawthorne to pay for all of his salary. So Hawthorne potentially paying for Tom Mitchell and O'Meara to play for other clubs, getting rid of Gunston and cutting really deep. Hawks fans, one 48 But Lordo, it's going to be, mm. going to be a big day. Um, I guess for me, the biggest winners yesterday was Richmond with the Jacob Hopper situation. Uh, not having to give up a player to get Jacob Hopper after getting Taranto already. So future first pick, which if Richmond are backing themselves in and everyone other than us is suggesting that they're top four next year, that pick is going to be a late first round pick plus 31 for Jacob Hopper, which um, I reckon is a bargain. 
It is good. Uh, he's a high-quality player, Hopper. Uh, yeah, tough as anything. And, and suddenly they're bolstering that midfield. We had a good discussion around them uh, yesterday, the Richmond Footy Club. Uh, I'm always fascinated, though, Kane, when, when clubs say, oh, I'll walk, I'll walk. So it's interesting mm. where how things have turned between Henry, Ollie Henry and the Collingwood Football Club, that he's willing to go somewhere else because we always hear he wants to go home and all those sorts of things. But he's willing or, or, or they're saying that he's willing mm. to walk and he'd prefer somewhere else. Even if it's not Geelong, he'd be willing to go somewhere else other than Collingwood. So just shows how desperate he is to get to Geelong and he's willing to say that. Uh, and would he be willing to go to, say, North Melbourne in the first pick of the preseason draft rather than spend another year at Collingwood? Yeah, that is that is a bizarre one. There's lots of threats going around the place, and you would think um, if he couldn't get to Geelong, he'd just stay at Collingwood, mm. which I would think would be the smart thing to do. But not sure who is advising him on this, whether it is a threat, whether there's the prospect of him going back. Graham Wright was on the late trade yesterday from the Pies. Now, they haven't been presented with anything that um, suggests that they'll trade him. In fact, they said as it sits right now, they won't trade him, and they'll try and get him back to the footy club. But Ollie Henry's saying he's going through to the draft, and... North Melbourne would absolutely swoop on that one, wouldn't they? They'd, they'd love to yeah. get their hands on him. Well, if, if North Melbourne, yeah, can get uh, pick, you know, they're going to get the best two of the best three kids in the country. Uh, plus, if they could get a young, another young one like a twenty-year-old. But the problem is, uh, yeah, would he? You know, you'd go back to Collingwood in that sense. If, if, but I think it's too far gone. Once you start doing that, mm. I know Collingwood would welcome him back if that was the case. But uh, you know, I look at pick twenty-five that Geelong have. Surely that should suffice today. Uh, and that, that would be the deal that gets done with a few sweeteners potentially around it. Uh, Josh Dunkley, I'd be surprised if that didn't get done. Kane, uh, we hear that those threats a lot, but when's the last time we've actually seen a player end up in the preseason draft? Mm. Can you remember the last one? Um, like, well, we're, oh, we're, we're, Jackson, we're, Jackson yeah. Haitley went, I reckon, yeah. uh, to yeah. Adelaide in the preseason draft. Crows fans, you will correct me if I'm wrong on that one, but certainly they mm. couldn't orchestrate a trade. He was a first-round pick last year, and, and Adelaide had that opportunity, but it's rare is mm. what I'm saying. We've we've touched on a couple. Luke Ball was the national draft, I think, from memory. We've spoken a lot about Nick Stevens, but that was 20 years ago. So it is rare, mm. uh, and it's rare for a player of the quality of Josh Dunkley. And mm. I'm just thinking about you know the reason I brought up Jacob Hopper and a future first-round pick in 31, we've sort of compared Dunkley to Taranto, but perhaps that that is the value. Mm. If, if Now, Hopper was contracted, um, Dunkley's not, so a future first-round pick plus 31, what Brisbane have on offer. Plus, um, yeah, so 20. for Brisbane, I was mm. talking about Sorry. Richmond for Hopper yep. was the first plus 31. So Brisbane, 21 mm. plus a future first with some picks back. For Dunkley, perhaps that's all you're going to get. But anyway, Dogs fans, the board have ticked it off. Mm. They've said they'll send him through to the draft. Um, what's your thoughts on that? You can have your say. Uh, John's with us nice and early. Uh, you've heard Matthew Lloyd's comments on Ollie Henry. Johnny, what do you make of it? Good morning. Yeah, good morning. Just a couple of things about that. Um, I, I think Jack Martin was the last one that they pushed through to the preseason mm. draft. That's right. But um, doesn't he have the option to go to the national draft as well as the preseason draft like Luke Ball did? And if he does, uh, I don't know if there's too many clubs going to pick a want-away player in the first 15 or 20 picks. He might even get through to 25 at Geelong. Um, and the other thing is, who's got more to lose out of this? Geelong not getting the deal done or Collingwood with another PR disaster around a trade period? I, mm. I'm fascinated to see who the pressure is on and who blinks. 
On your second point, John, it uh, wouldn't worry Geelong, I wouldn't have thought. Like, uh, they'd like to have Ollie Henry, but they're not going to lose too much sleep with what they've got there. It'd be more on Collingwood if they got nothing for somebody who they drafted in the top 20 only a couple of years ago. So that's on the first point. And good point on, on the national draft. I remember Luke Ball put a massive price on his head. So you yep. he could... You can put salary terms, uh, yeah, and and that's what Ollie Henry could do. Uh, put put a, a, a big salary potentially. Uh, also, uh, I know John Newcomb when he was in the mid-season draft, he put a four-year contract on his head. So yeah, he, that clubs didn't really know that much about him except Hawthorne, who had him in their VFL program, and he put a four-year uh, contract. So he ensured he got to Hawthorne. So mm. there's a couple of things you can do on your point. It's hardly ideal, though, is it? The draft's not until the 28th of November. Yeah. So to sit there and wait around for the national draft for a young player like that when his teammates mm. will be back at pre-season, you've got to sit and sweat and wait and see if another club will pick you up mm. and the uncertainty of that. So I'm not sure how um, how he has been advised. But on, on your second point as well, John, I, I think it. I think there is a bit of pressure on Collingwood to, to get this done. They, they could ill afford to lose a young player um, who they picked with 17 a couple of years ago for nothing. So I think there's pressure both ways. And, and Lordy's right that, that Geelong wouldn't be too fast. I wouldn't have thought. Strong text coming through this morning. Uh, this one's act, uh, directed at me from Brad. Is this the clown that called Isaac Rankin steak knives yesterday? Your stupid biased comments, contradicting views uh, all year were played on so many platforms yesterday because you have zero integrity in your comments. I'm not sure I called Isaac Rankin steak knives. In fact, I was pretty complimentary yesterday of, of Adelaide's forward line and, and the future of the forward line with Phil Thorpe and Rochelle and Rankin and McHenry and Walker um, and McAdam, others. So you know, I, I think it was a good selection from Adelaide. I never once called Isaac Rankin steak knives, but if you had a choice and this person's asking me who would I take, Rankin or Jason Horn francis I'd, I'd absolutely take Jason Horn francis But he called me a Muppet, so good morning to you, Brad. Happy to read your comments out. Give us a call if you want to be brave enough to, to jump on the phone and have your say. Who would you target, Lordo, if you were the Pies? Would it be O'Meara or Mitchell? O'Meara for me, uh, because his, his ability to still run and break the lines. But uh, you've got to know the situation of, you know, the money that's involved, the picks that are involved. Uh, and they're a long way down the line with Tom Mitchell. So it doesn't just happen. Personally, mm. if you just ask me the question, I like O'Meara yeah. more as a player. Uh, but in terms of they're, they're a long way down the line. Uh, with Tom Mitchell. Yeah, I don't mind the reasoning um, Collingwood going mm. after Tom Mitchell. I wasn't super sold on it initially, and it wasn't one that was getting me excited, but they've sort of explained it publicly, and Graham Wright said their their issues are in and around the centre bounce, which we've spoken about, and the fact that Scott Pendlebury's going to be 35, and Taylor Adams, they haven't been able to rely on his body. So pick 41 for Tom Mitchell for two years, you know, to, to add some centre bounce support, and um, I guess some seniority in that midfield is not a bad option. Pies fans, happy for you to have your say on that one. one 48 uh, Jason Horn francis faced the media yesterday. Of course, that's been the biggest story of this trade period. He was asked the question on why he decided on Port Adelaide. I, I wanted to um, make sure that I was in a stable environment, um, you know, coming into this year. And, and I think um, a lot of people know it. it, it might be another unstable, unstable year um, at, at at North. So um, we just thought um, coming back home to a to a great club like Port Adelaide would be would be best for me. He also spoke about the fact that he hasn't done everything right, and um, yeah, he was asked about that yesterday. 
Yeah, look, it's, it's obviously been tough and, you know, there's been the challenge, challenges throughout the year and, um, you know, on my part, I haven't probably haven't done everything right as well. So, um, and look, as as a 18-year-old um, kid moving out from home to Melbourne, it was it was tough and I had my challenges and, um, yeah, I probably didn't get, re- get everything right. So, um, but yeah, it was it was obviously a tough year. Um, but look, I, th- I think it's going to help me, help me in the long run. There you go, Jason or Francis. And yeah, I thought it was... It was a good opportunity for him to face the media and he was asked some tough questions. He did his best to, to answer them, Lordo, and then mm. I think everyone moves on. I think the truth is somewhere in between uh, on both sides. So uh, they, North Melbourne, would say we had a player who wasn't as professional as he needed to be and he wasn't, uh, you know, he didn't buy in like he should have um, and been professional enough even uh, throughout the year. And he, Jason, speaks about how unstable the club was. They know North, but they're a long, long way off in so many areas. And Jason... Yeah, you know, it talks about the lack of stability. Well, yeah, so many key roles need to be filled. Uh, you know, he meets with Alistair Clarkson and then uh, that happens. So you can understand his head would have been absolutely spinning. And the moment Port Adelaide call you and say, well, we would like to get you home, you can fully understand why he jumped at that and took the opportunity to go to Port Adelaide, who should challenge uh, with that list that they've got uh, and, and for him to thrive and play good football. So you can understand North's perspective and also Jason's. The other big story yesterday was Brody Grundy. Uh, it was kind of sad to read mm. his social media statement that he released yesterday. He uh, essentially part of it said when he was drafted to the Collingwood Football Club, he was proud. Um, his dream was to be a pie for life and his desire to remain at Collingwood did not change this year. However, clearly after conversations, he realised that that wasn't a reality. He thanked everyone for the 10 years that he had and Moves on, Lordo, to one of the most exciting ruck duos that the game has ever seen, and that is Max Scorn and Brody Grundy. I don't think anyone knows how it's going to work. I think it's a w- well worth the risk for, for Melbourne to do that, considering Collingwood are paying a large portion of this wage, and they got him for an absolute bargain price of pick 27. But, yeah, it'll be a, a fascinating watch. How did you how did you feel when you re- read that stuff from Brody Grundy uh, yeah, yesterday? As I said, I've, I've been able to mentor Brody through the AIS Academy when he was just a you know, 17, 18-year-old, and it, that's the type of person he is. Um, he's, he's I wouldn't say he's a gentle giant, but he's very different. As I said, he's not a footy head. Uh, he, he just loves his music, and he loves you know his uh, arts and all those sorts of things. And, and yeah, no doubt, he once Collingwood committed to him, he wanted to be a Collingwood player for life, but... He's learnt the brutality of this industry uh, and mm. he's been forced out of his club and he's and the pressure of signing the big deal, uh, what has occurred with him. So, yeah, I, I think that uh, Goodwin, it's interesting. He's always wanted Ruckman. I remember we spoke earlier about Braden Proust when they signed up Braden Proust and we're going, why, why is Proust going there and now Grundy? So, yeah, it'll be fascinating to see how, how this operates this year. But when a club doesn't want you anymore, um, yeah, he's best to... Go and I think they're potentially win a premiership next year with yeah. Melbourne. I think they should bounce back pretty hard uh, next year uh, with the talent that they've got uh, at their disposal. Adam says, "Don't think Tom Mitchell makes Collingwood a better team. Um, that mould of player is dead. Doesn't impact games." Says Adam, and this one is Kane. Your integrity was questioned because of contract length and hypocrisy of the Jason Lord Francis compared to other players because Port Adelaide was involved. Don't make it something that it isn't. Yeah, I just hope w- with that that uh, everyone didn't read the sort of social media breakout of that and listen to the comments. I said, absolutely, ideally, you wouldn't give uh, Jason Orn Francis six years and ideally you'd give him four. 
But I can understand why Port Adelaide have done that, considering he's 19, he'll be 25 when the contract expires. The first year of the deal, he's on 120,000. And what player that has been taken number one in the draft in the history of the game is out of the system by the time they're 25? That was the justification behind it. Um, and I hope those that are critical of it listen to the comments more so than just read the social media breakouts like... I saw some commentary around that, but I'm happy to debate it with you at any stage you like. Callum, he's on the line. He wants to speak about Fremantle. Good morning to you, Cal. Morning, guys. How you going? Good. Um, I was wondering how many of the Freo trades do you think will get done? We've possibly still got Sharp, Meek, Lob, and then O'Meara still to go. Well, Callum, I think majority will get done. Uh, that's just how it works. You, we've seen just about every deal that's uh, needed to happen happen so far. Uh, and, yeah, I'll be surprised. Like, Fremantle, uh, I, I can see Lob going. Uh, so it's just a matter of uh, what selection that is. Uh, you, you, you know, I think that and once that gets done, it allows for the Josh Dunkley uh, deals to happen as well. Uh, Lloyd Meek, um, Again, like if normally if you request to get out of your football club, it happens for you. Uh, Luke Jackson comes in, so why would Meek stay at the mm. Fremantle Dockers? Uh, not going to be much of a, of a deal, that one, you'd think. Um, so, yeah, he'll, he'll end up at Hawthorne, uh, you'd imagine. And O'Meara, well, we just touched on it off the top of the program. He, he's he's now deciding uh, who he wants to play for. Is it go home to Perth, where he was born? Uh or is it uh, he's good mates with Stephen Canilio? He was at his wedding over the weekend. So is it the Giants or the Fremantle Dockers for well, for Jager? Yeah, or is it the biggest deal? Uh, that that might play into yeah. it as well. Is it the more security, yes. 28 years of age? Who's going to give him the, the longest contract? You know, what will the terms of that be? Um, because on the surface of it, you, you would think Fremantle, absolutely. Yeah. Um, premiership window, go home. Mm. What an you opportunity know. for him to, yeah. to obviously... Like getting out of, I look at Isaac Smith, uh, Callum, and I look at him and what he's done for his career by leaving Hawthorne. He he, he probably would be out of the system by now if he was mm. at Hawthorne. They would have moved him on. O'Meara and Mitchell are doing exactly the same thing, uh, and he may well be in a premiership for, uh, at Fremantle next year or the year after. Uh, great opportunity. I'm not sure how he works in with Brayshaw and Sarong and Brody uh, yep. and um, Fife. Nathan Fife as well. Um, but I'd love to hear from Hawthorne supporters throughout the morning too about how concerned you are about your team uh, giving up so much. Uh, we talk about cutting too fine, cutting too thin. Are you as a football club cutting way too thin and going to put too much pressure on and stifle the kids? I've seen it happen before. I've seen it at the Bombers when I was there towards the end, cutting far too thin. Mm. We've discussed it with North Melbourne. Uh, how do you feel about your team potentially being bottom four and going backwards? on what you did last year, Shane. Yeah, and how would you feel like being players right now in the off-season? James Sicily, mm. 27 years of age, probably the next captain, knowing that he's got zero chance to win a premiership, probably, yeah. for, mm. for the rest of his career, or a very small percentage chance that by the time he's 32, 33, that Hawthorne will be in a position to compete. Luke Bruce is the same. Chad Wingard is the same. Those Hawthorne players going, what are we doing? They tried to do it last year and couldn't pull it off this year. Well, they're going to get rid of the players, but I'm not sure there's going to be anything beneficial coming the other way. And you're realising that you're a much worse offside than you were at the start of this trade period. We are up and running. We'd love for you to have your say. Give us a call. We'd rather speak to you than send through those anonymous text messages. one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight is the number. And it is the early trade for tyre power. Tyre experts you should always trade with. All the news of the day coming up on the other side of this. 
You're listening to Continental Tyres AFL Trade Radio. Engineered in Germany. Proven in Australia. Search Continental Tyres today. Play the Monopoly game at Macca's for a while. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi-finals. all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.